Hey, welcome to Hot Takes. I'm your host, James Scott, here to analyze anything and everything interesting. Let's dig into today's topics. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. James and Chris here. Uh, James going and Chris. Through, yeah, James and Chris. James and Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, going through the position players on the player list. Now, fortunately, we got this uh, player list done uh, way early this year. Usually I work on it in the off season, and then we end up recording on it, you know, December, January, somewhere, somewhere in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year I decided to get out ahead of it, and we could just have the whole off season for just recording. And, uh, you know, I decided to do the, the studies, the analysis during the season. So we have this player list that is completely put together and we're going to be giving it to you guys ahead of the playoffs and probably maybe in the first round of the playoffs, but we're going to be, you know, presenting these going over these lists. Yeah. It'll it'll be before even free agency takes place. So, uh, you know, if you're a team and you want to add talent, you're, you know, if you're a fan of the team and you want to add talent, it's easier to know who you should pick. The people are, yeah. And who should pick. Exactly. So as the offseason begins, you know, there'll be this list of players to look at and see whether your team should get them. But without further ado, we're going to jump in with one disclaimer. These positions are where the player would be optimally. So, for instance, in the last one that we did, you know, we were calling this we're addressing this podcast where we're going to be covering second base uh, as if it was part two. I mean, it would really be part three. You know, because this is the third position that we've gone over. Yeah, part three. Part but three. You can go ahead and call part one, three. Yeah, in, in the last one, uh, Pete Alonso and Kyle Schwarber, and I believe someone else, were at DH because that's the best spot for them. So now we're going to launch into second base. And remember, these are the best spots for these guys. And specifically with this position, it's long-term, meaning there's guys on this uh list that if they get put at that spot that's the spot that they will play long term whereas if you keep them where they are eventually you're going to have to change their position so here we go second baseman on the list i'm going to go over just so we can knock them out of the way the players that most people know i don't think they really need analysis because most people know them glaber torres most people know him Jorge Polanco, most baseball fans know him, switch hitting second baseman twins. Uh, Jose Altuve, who, you know, Astros. <laughs> Remember every every episode? Wow. So we've Long. gotten through two episodes where you haven't even mentioned them. Nope. I'm so proud of you. I am. Let me tell you, I am so proud. I mean, it's still going to be in there, you know? It's still going to be in there. You're screaming in your head. I can yeah. see it. I mean, when these guys retire, then it's like, I don't have to really worry. And anytime we talk about them, then that, you know, that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to, you know, completely move on from it. But, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it's sad. It, it, it's a stain it on sad. the game. It is sad. And it um, was a stain on the game. Yes. We got Wander, Wander Franco, who, as he's like, he's going to slow down. He's a big guy. Um, as he puts on more muscle, he's either going to be a guy who's third base or he's going to be a guy who's second base. I think that his hands and actions are good enough that he should still be able to play up the middle. 
he, I don't think he's going to stay at short. I, I just don't, I don't think so. I do think that he's smart enough where he can have some range. I don't think it's the type of range, you know, and, and athleticism specifically that you would need to play first or, or shortstop. I do think he should be playing second because I do think his, his range is enough for that position and his athleticism is enough for that position. I feel like you'd be wasting a little bit of that range at third, which is, you know, usually it's usually the opposite. The guy who's getting bigger at shortstop, I have them moving to third. I think he is a bit of a unique situation. I think certain mechanics really play up at third. Um, and I think he's got a short enough arm action where he should be able to turn the double play consistently. And at third base, you can't, can't turn regular double plays. There. It's not a thing. Um, so second base for me with Franco is the best way uh, to maximize him as he eventually puts on more weight and ages. Uh, he, in a lot of ways, he'd be similar to Cano over there. Who, uh, Cano was more uh, dependent on his arm. Franco will be a little bit more dependent on how he uses his hands uh, with transfer and uh, you know, fielding double plays and maintaining enough range where that's not as much of an issue. Uh, whereas Cano's issue was range. So that's why he's at, 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 at second base. Alex Bregman, if not for Altuve, Alex Bregman, I think, would already be at second base. He's got the body for it. He's got the athleticism for it. He's got the type of arm you would need for it. He's the size for it. Um, but until Altuve retires, and even possibly after that point, because at some point I don't think Bregman's going to be able to play up the middle like that, at least for the next couple of years, I think his best spot is probably second base. I think he's an adequate third baseman, but he'd be plus at second. Um, so that's why, you know, best position. It's not if you can play third. It's what your best position is, where you do the most damage. Um, and for him, that's second base, in my opinion. Then you have Nick Gordon, who kind of plays all over. But if you're talking about his best position, it's probably second base. Nick Gordon is D. Gordon's younger brother. Uh, he is fast, but he's much more of a power hitter than his brother. You know, he's in the big league, so I'm, I'm not expecting everyone to not know him, but he's not become a name until possibly this year. you got to wait until the offseason. People are going to talk about him a lot more. Then you got Bo Bichette, who people know. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, who I feel like most people know. Fantastic defender. Uh, he's played a lot of second base, but he's a true shortstop. Fantastic base runner. Actually has workable power. That's, you know, from the left side, the only thing is, is he strikes out a lot to get to that power. But given that he does all that other stuff so well, it, it, I don't care. I got to see him in the Arizona Fall League. So a uh, very cool player. They got Tommy Edmond, who I think most baseball fans know, basically league average hitter, definitely hits lefties above league average, very fast, can play multiple positions. Second base is probably his best spot. Uh, I, I know that they've been, thinking about getting him a couple of reps at short, which is not a bad idea if he can actually play it, but either way, his best spot is second. So he will show up on here as a second baseman. You got Ozzy Albies and Trevor Story. Everybody knows who they are. Don't have to say anything about them. We have Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. Um, he's having a breakout year this year. I think most people know him, but in case you don't, terrible defender, has power, walks a lot of hit tool and i think the big thing that makes his profile you know a little bit better 
is that he's lefty and he's a very good base runner. So even though while he has power, it's not anything serious. And while he has no defense, all that other stuff makes him a pretty decent ball player. I think at some point they have to examine his defensive positioning. But as we, as far as we know right now, second base is the only spot that he can play, even though he's not a good defender there. Uh, I don't trust him at third for sure. In the outfield, we've never seen how he plays. And I don't think he's got the type of body for first base, although I could be wrong as it ages, put on good muscle and go over there. Vaughn Grisham, I don't think he's a shortstop long-term. I do think right now with his hands range, he's more of a second baseman. Uh, Grisham was brought up for Atlanta. They didn't think that he was going to come up this year, but he did so well with regards to hitting the ball consistently and not just, you know, consistently, consistently hard. His success on balls in play and out of play. In fact, possibly more in play than out of play. And he doesn't really have a strikeout rate. So he was literally brought up from like double A to the show. And he's been pretty good. I do think that there's probably going to be uh, some growth. But moving forward, I really do think he can do some damage. There's a little bit boomer bust here. But the bust is pretty massive. We got Andreas Jimenez, who has been playing a lot of second. I know he can play short. But with the way his body is built, second base long-term is the best spot for him. He is a left-handed hitter. He has very slowly grown into himself. I've seen him in the Arizona Fall League like three years in a row. And each year he looked like basically the same guy, but bigger, more physical, more coordinated. And then when he came up, he looked even better. So I think he is a guy who could keep getting better. And in that case, if he gets better defensively, he may end up being on the shortstop list. It's the same with Jazz Chisholm. Both of these guys are so outstanding at second base, but with a little bit of growth can go to shortstop. I think I mentioned earlier that Chisholm might actually be able to play a really good short. I might have even said that he could possibly do it better, but I know for sure he's an elite second baseman shortstop he could probably go to he could grow and back into being that so maybe long term i should put him at short well we make we make edits you know this is what it's about but andreas jimenez he's a guy who's gotten leaps and bounds better especially with hitting so it would be cool to see him uh, be able to transition that to shortstop with jimenez it is a bit less of a shot in my opinion that even with his growth he'll get moved to short where chisholm I think he could just play it. You know, he'll make some errors, but um, with maybe 40 games of reps, that'll just go away because he played short in the minors and he was fantastic. So he's going to end up going to the shortstop list. I'll end up mentioning him when we work our way around to it, but note being made. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing, Chris, is that, you know, I'm going to be getting my desktop. I'm going to be doing live streams at some point in the next couple of months. And, you know, I can actually go over with, you know, all of you guys, uh, my methods as I'm studying ball players. Yep, you guys see it live in action. Exactly. L- like, be there for the studying, be there for the decisions. Yep. Lastly, at second base, you have Anthony Volpe, number one prospect in the Yankee system, just got promoted to AAA. Uh, very strong player, uh, built himself into that. Uh, he's changed his swing mechanics to be a better hitter. Uh, he's changed his throwing mechanics so that he can actually stay at shortstop. I do think that he'll, if he's staying at short, it'll probably take a couple of years and then he'll move to second. Because long-term, I do not see him as a shortstop. 
That's why he's on the second base list. But I do see him as a guy who's a hard worker, very intelligent, contact skills with a touch of power. And you don't really find that up the middle. So even though he's not, you know, 300 batting average, 30 home runs, he gives you more than enough offense, base running, defense to be an elite second baseman uh, and play short for a couple of years. Then we have Videl Brujan, who he's kind of get mo- gotten moved around. He's a Tampa Bay prospect. Second base is probably his best spot, but you know he's played a little left field, right field. Walks, doesn't strike out, hits the ball hard enough and in play where he's going to get a decent amount of success on balls in play. But I think the consensus is from everyone uh, as he puts on more muscle and stays in the league longer that he could hit for workable power. And he's insanely fast. So if you can hit, get on base, hit for workable power, and you're that level of, of speedy, your ceiling is the roof, as they say. The ceiling is the roof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, and then we have uh, the, 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 the Pirates drafted this guy, okay? And, and this is the thing about this guy. His name is, uh, I believe it's mixing up the first name, but his last name is Jordan. Uh, last time I went over him was a long time ago. Tamar Jordan. That's right. I, I almost got that wrong. Uh, Tamar Jordan. He is a guy who very, very quickly, immediately when I assessed him, he went on the list, which is part of the reason why I mess up his name <laughs> because it was so long ago that I was like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's making the list that I didn't you know, loop around to him. I didn't yeah. have to. This is a guy who's got 60 power now, could have 65 in the future, but there is a consensus amongst scouts that know what they're talking about. First off, his swing mechanics are great, but in addition to that, there is a consensus amongst scouts that know what they're talking about, that his hit tool is somewhere between a 70 and a 75. The last time I saw a prospect with a 70-grade hit tool, it was Oscar Tavares. He ended up dying. So we haven't seen a guy with a 70 hit tool come up to the big leagues in a while. And when I say we haven't seen a guy with a 70 hit tool, what I'm referring to is a guy who can hit for power with a 70 hit tool, a guy who the 70 hit tool will play. Like we've seen guys who put the ball in play a lot, but they have no power. Ronald Torres puts the David Fletcher puts the, both of those guys have 70, 75s, you know? but nobody who is a 70, 75 has a 60 or more power. He has that while being a lefty Um, and he's a second baseman. So um, you're looking at a guy who, you know, without injuries, is probably going to hit 300, 310, maybe 315 on a year to year basis, 300 regular above 300 hitter. If you have a 70, 75 hit tool with power, the the hit tool is going to completely show up. And then as far as home runs, this is a guy who you could hit 30, 35 homers. So if you're batting like 310, you could hit 30, 35 homers a year while playing second base and being a lefty hitter. That's, that's as elite as it gets. And right then and there, that is it. That is the entire second base list. So yeah, we're, we're trying to make our way fairly quickly through these. The next uh, position that I think we're going to go through is probably going to be left field. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're trying to make our way through this list as, as fast as possible. We want you guys to be able to go into the playoffs, ideally, knowing who 
the best players out there are. A lot of these guys are going to be there for the playoff game. A lot of these guys, like I said, you know, clearly are uh, uh, some of the biggest players in the sport and playing for playoff teams. So, you know, whether you, you know these guys and, you know, you're like, yeah, of course they're good, or you're not as familiar with who's elite, having this list around, it, it either tells you who to watch for or if you already know who to watch for, it shows you the guys in the minors that you will, you'll, you'll be watching for next year or, or you'll want your team to deal for them. So definitely tune in for the next, uh, the next step, the next phase of the list. We'll be covering left field. The next elite phase. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We'll see you on the next one. And we'll see you on the next one.